Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. I like how you sang that there a little. You what, Sorry. I like how you sang that a little there. You, Did I? I'm rubbing off on you. Well, you know, the sun is out and I'm feeling all like summery <laughs> and happy today. Awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. But anyways, um, <laughs> today's episode, this was actually a request from one of the listeners and they asked us to talk about travel scams. Um, mm-hmm. And we thought this would be a really good one because... Once again, Steph and I have experienced this, um, both on like sort of a larger scale. So I know Steph's had, um, she got scammed pretty bad um, on one of her trips uh, a few years back. Uh, And then just like smaller, you know, um, smaller scams that you can experience while traveling in other countries, other cities, when you're quite apparently a tourist, uh, getting taken advantage of. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've compiled a few a few stories, uh, some tips, what to do, what not to do yeah. when traveling and wh- how not to get scammed. Um, because yeah. that really, it <laughs> it's really everywhere. sucks. It is everywhere. So, um, so yeah, so going straight into it, Steph, I mentioned, um, a few years back, you got, <sighs> you got yes. scammed like Steph got scammed. <sighs> Full on scammed. Yeah. We're going to talk about big scams first and, and. Steph, I'll let you go mm-hmm. into it. What, what's what's yeah, your story well, there? Oh, I, f- I feel like I'm going to have a little inner rage still come out about this one. <laughs> I can, Every time I, I can think already, too much about it. I can already hear it in your voice oh, and the, <laughs> the, the, the grunting. So this was on my, uh, on my around the world trip in 2015. Part of the trip was I was going to Tanzania. Uh, we were going to do an African safari, which we did. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling with a friend and... I planned most of the trip, to be honest, most of the flights, everything. And I just said, it would be really helpful if you could plan the, uh, the safari. And it just took one thing off my plate. Right. And it, uh, I mean, it came back to bite me. I should have just done it, but (laughs) you should have taken control. (laughs) Well, and then, I mean, in her defense, this is the problem when you read all the reviews and this company had tons of positive reviews. It was Mm. all good. So, I mean, in terms of research, she did do her research and everything seemed legit and good. Mm. So traveling around the world, having a great time. And about four weeks before we get to Tanzania, 
we decided to check in, send an email saying, hey, really looking forward to our safari. See you in a few weeks, basically. Mm. And within a day, we got an email back that says, who are you? I've never spoken to you before. Oh, no. Yeah. At first, we thought, oh, like maybe they just talked to tons of people. So we sent back. We had a signed contract, a signed agreement of everything the safari was going to include. We had our proof of because we paid a deposit. So we paid. uh, I can't remember now. It was a 40-60 split. So I can't remember if we paid 40 or 60 up front and then Mm. we were paying the rest when we got there. Whatever it was. It was a big chunk of money that you get. Huge chunk of money. Right. And, and, and it was for, for the record, guys, safari to do safari in, in in Tanzania is not cheap. Like, no, it's it's a pretty pricey activity to do. Right. So we sent back over the contract. We said, oh, here's everything. Da da. It's like, that's not my signature. I don't know who you are. So at this we point, like, at, at this point, did you just think that you had been speaking to like someone like a different employee um or did it hit you you were like shit it was the same guy he's the owner of the company he does everything the exact same guy we were oh so it was the same guy you were speaking to and he then pretended like he didn't know you yeah he just pretended he'd never spoken to us before we had email trails with him all kinds of stuff and we responded on an email trail it wasn't even a new email right so it's proof right there that he had in fact been in contact with you that's such a definitely like for him to pretend like he doesn't know you it's like i have the receipts (laughs) literally (laughs) like well sometimes receipts (laughs) aren't everything apparently yeah okay um and what what ended up happening because there were actually three of us going a girlfriend of mine from home in canada was flying over to join us as well and when she agreed to do it she actually said that you know this was she was coming on a tight budget basically and i think we paid i want to say almost 2000 was the total cost of the trip and we paid 40 percent up front so she didn't have more money because that like that was what she budgeted right so when we ended up having to find a new safari which i then organized i had to front her because i think the deposit we paid was about 850 dollars per person wow so then when we organized the new safari which is essentially the same price i had to pay my 850 again plus i had to pay my girlfriend's 850 did you tell your because girlfriend that was coming over? I didn't. That you I didn't. didn't. No, because so I didn't want to make her feel bad about what was essentially our mistake. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to put her out, but it definitely took a huge chunk of change out of my budget for the trip. So if too. she if she's if she's gonna listen to this episode now, she'll know. <laughs> Secrets out. I think I told her a couple years later. Oh right. Okay. Um. So when this all happened, and we were trying to sort out how did it get to this, like how did this happen? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, what happened? You're going to laugh. You're not even going to believe this. I okay. can't believe we fell for this and paid a deposit. And oh, no. I was just unaware. So I said to her, I said, well, what happened? Like, do you have the proof? Because I think we sent money by Western Union. Oh, and no, Steph. So I said to her, I said, do you have, because I wasn't involved in sending the deposit. I just transferred okay. my girlfriend I was going to say, Steph. I was going to say, you're smarter than that. I don't know who your other oh, friend was. it gets but... worse. Oh, God. It gets worse. So she then told me she took it to Western Union to send him the money. Uh-huh. And Western Union said no. They deemed, after everything she told them, they said this is too high risk. And they re- Western Union refused. Okay, good on Western Union. At least someone was acting smart. Which is like... <laughs> 
<laughs> when I think of scams, I think of Western Union. Yeah. That's they, you, those are the ones yeah. where, you know, you get those emails from like the Nigerian prince and he's got like yeah. $7.3 million sitting in a, a bank. So then she actually went to a different money transfer one. And I just, when I learned this, I was like, oh, what were you thinking? And what we learned the hard way is essentially there are tons of legitimate safari companies, which is why they have so many positive yeah. reviews. Right. But you'd never pay a deposit for a safari, ever. You pay the total money when you get there. Exactly. You do it in, uh, when we did it, we, we physically went to the office. Mm-hmm. the tour company's office and we sat down and we spoke to someone there and they kind of talked us through like hey this is you know what you're gonna do on the safari blah 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 and yeah. we paid the money yeah. there like it was all beforehand yeah. and, and we could see it was all legit I mean you'd never send money yeah. even like even if you did oh. pay a deposit up front even if you did which like you said you wouldn't but even if you did they would never ask like any reputable business is never going to ask you to send money via western union yep you would pay so, online or whatever so all this happens and luckily for me i had because i used couch surfing for the whole trip i've said this a million times you love I'd had someone surfing. i'd added on couch surfing from tanzania a couple mm. months in advance just to uh just in case something we needed a place while we were there. And I'd seen all his posts in the months leading up to our trip that he was a safari guide. Okay. So I messaged him and I said, hey, this is our situation. You know, is there any chance in a couple weeks? Like, we still really want to go on a safari, but we're on a budget now. And he actually, and I got to give a huge shout out to Hakima Safaris. Mm. He was a godsend for us. He arranged a whole safari for us. They like we ended up having the best time in Tanzania. Mm. We did end up spending one day of the trip at the um I'm not going to say the right name, but basically their minister of travel and tourism that oversees, you know, making sure shady people don't do this. Yeah. We spent a day there and we actually reported them. Okay. Uh, this this other company, and they called the guy and brought him in that day. So we met the guy who scammed us face oh, to face. Did? Oh, you did? Oh, we did. And he said that he was so arrogant. I just wanted to punch him in his face. And he was like, my email must have been hacked. I didn't send those emails. I have no confidence that anything was done to this. For, like, there was no repercussions for this guy. He did scam us for the money. Um, but how like, did he the, think, like, if he was acting as a... Like as himself and his, and his. How did he think he wasn't going to get caught? Like that's oh well, we wrote bad reviews for them, obviously, and then he started sending us threatening emails to take them down. We're like, no. Um, and then, but when we were on our safari, we actually met other people at each kind of campsite who were with that company, who were there, and everything was legit for them. Uh. Yeah, it was just the difference, oh. and we said to them, you know, they scammed us. They took our money, and they said, oh, we didn't we didn't pay a deposit. And we're like, oh, that's what yeah, we did I wrong. Yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, I'd be like, mm, you guys are kind of dumb for sending your money oh, by if Western I Union. if I had but. known this whole Western Union, other things would have been different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, uh, we just got well, scammed, scammed up the wazoo. <laughs> Don't Western Ugh. Union money to people you've never met anyways. I mean, the only time I've ever used Western Union, it was when I was in like an emergency situation where I had, mm-hmm. I had like lost my wallet or something. I had literally no access to any money over here. And like, I think my parents had to send yeah. money. But like, I think that's the only time <laughs> I've ever considered using it. Um, but 
Well, the worst part is when I see those emails and, you know, all the different scams you get to your emails, yeah. I always laugh a little bit because I'm like, who is dumb enough to fall for this? And then there's this little voice in the back of my head that's like, you did. Okay, so that's like a big fat scam. Yeah. That sucks. Huge um, scam. It sucked. It did. But yeah, live and learn something. You just got to, you can't dwell. Live and learn. No, I, I thankfully haven't um, had that experience of anything that massive but i have been victim to like the little mini scams that you get yeah um and and i'd say now because i feel like i'm i am a lot more well traveled now i've seen some of these i'm I'm more aware of them so i feel like now i, I don't ever fall for this shit anymore mm-hmm. but when i first started traveling i definitely um i definitely did and i know we've got a few examples of just kind of they're like the most common ones and i think you kind of get them everywhere um I think the first one I want to mention, and and this is one, uh, I feel like everyone it's it's hard to even recognize it's a scam. But when you're uh, when you're traveling and and you're using taxis anywhere, when you get into the taxi and if the taxi driver says that the cab meter is not working, get out. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is that's like the, such a common scam. They can tell you're a tourist. This has happened to me so many times. And now when I get into a taxi. Anywhere, even if I'm back home in Canada, like this is just a habit now. As soon as I sit down, I say to the taxi driver, turn the meter on, please. And they should turn it on. And if they don't, yeah. that's that's usually when they'll say, oh, the meter's broken. It's not working. Get out then. And just say, all right, final. And sometimes they'll be like, actually, oh, no, no, it's, it's working now. <laughs> like they'll yeah. turn it on when you say that. But that's a scam. And I don't think people realize it's a scam. It's not, they're not broken because what they're going to do then is uh, charge you a flat fee for that for that ride so ride that this happened to me in, in bali actually um where i didn't i just got in and i didn't even think to say to turn it on like i knew that i should have but i forgot and then i was like oh, for god's sake it's so i got out and the guy was like oh i think it cost me like 10 pounds or something like when i converted it into and it, it shouldn't have it should have cost like one pound if even that so um but yeah, that's a scam. They're going to give you a flat fee. Steph, I'm sure you've probably had this a few times. Oh, definitely. I've had. So I remember in India, I organized a set price with a cab driver. And mm-hmm. I call, like I had the where I was staying the hostel. They called up. They negotiated the price with the taxi company to right. make sure there'd be no like we were all clear on the price. And then sure enough, I think it was 500 rupees. And then when I got there, he told me it would be 1200 rupees. And, and so I'm just the, so sometimes when you're traveling and they do this a lot in India. They'll always tell you a way higher price because right. they just assume you can pay it. And when you do the, the thing is when you do the conversion, it's still so cheap. It's still cheap. That's the thing. Yeah. When and you, sometimes when you con- it's just the principle, like we'd agreed right. on 500 rupees and I was just, so I'd been in India a couple weeks by this point. So I was over them trying to scam me. And I remember just getting out a 500 rupee bill and just like flicking it at them and being like here's my payment yeah like I don't care. <laughs> I was just so annoyed like yeah. you're not scamming me today and I just kept yeah. walking and he didn't chase me and then another one was in Bali actually because mm. everyone told me to take Ubers there so I thought easy so I didn't I mean um, you can depending on where you are though in in Bali yeah. I do suggest taking Ubers because uh it is a lot cheaper but it, they're not well, this is when I landed available. at the airport so there were Ubers yeah. everywhere and I'll never, well, I shouldn't say there were Ubers everywhere based on what happened. Uh, so I got matched with an Uber right away. They showed me what the price would be. I, I accepted it. So mm. then, of course, he t- he texts me and he's like, hey, can you actually pay me cash instead? 
And I'm already kind of annoyed. Like, uh. But then he told me it was going to be, you know, their exchange rate's crazy. He told me it's going to be like 500000 more whatever Bali dollars is. Yeah. And I said, well, I'll pay you cash, but I'll pay you what the Uber price would have been. I'm not giving you more. Yeah. Um, and he was like, no, that's how much. He had, it was some bullshit. And I was like, no. So then he canceled the trip saying I didn't show up. So I got charged a fee for it. So I called and like, you know, I'm pulling up another Uber and it matched me with him again. And he sends me a text saying, ha ha, you can't find anyone else. Like, calling me out, being like, you need me. Yeah, at that point, you just get into a regular um, taxi. That's exactly what I did. I said, if I'm going to pay that much, because that was the price of a regular taxi, yeah. what this guy told me. And I, But I said, you know what, if I'm going to pay that much, I'm taking a real taxi, and I'm not giving this guy money. The Ubers in Bali are, they are cheaper. So, like, we, I, my friend and I, when we went, we took a, an Uber from Semenyak to Ubud, I think, which is about... I'd say an hour drive. And I think it cost us like, I don't know, like 10 pounds or something. It was nothing. Um, but they're hard, they're hard to come by. And I had the same thing happen in, Mm. in Bali when we were trying to get that Uber to, to go to Ubud. Um, there was like one guy and same thing. He texted us being like, Hey, can you pay in cash? And you know, kind of go off the grid off the, off the app. We're like, no, that's dodgy. Get out of here. So then we finally found a, a different Uber driver and he came and he was totally legit. But yeah, like taxis, all of that taxis, just either go on the meter or if you are using Uber, like don't let the drivers try to get you off the app or pay them in cash. Just stick to the, the standard meter or standard Uber app. Yeah. I'd say don't, don't none of this haggling back and forth. Just as soon as you get in to a taxi, as soon as things start on. changing is when it's shady. Yeah. Right? I mean, they sh- really shouldn't be changing. Yeah, exactly. I think another, uh, this reminds me of another time when I went to Sri Lanka a few years ago. Um, and we got a, a tuk-tuk back. We're like, was it a tuk-tuk? Yeah, it was a tuk-tuk. Um, back to our hotel the one night. And this goes back to just under, I think we've mentioned this in a previous episode about knowing the currency um, and just understanding what each, you know, note is worth and you know what it looks like etc but yeah so I went I went to pay the 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 driver and I'd given him like I can't remember what the bills are we'll say it was like the equivalent of 50 50 dollars um mm-hmm. and then the change he gave me back he acted as if I had only given him like a 20 so he tried to oh give me gosh. and I was like no I gave you you know, and I think because it was like late at night, it was my friends and I, and maybe he thought we were like drunk and like these stupid girls. And I'm like, dude, I know I gave you 50. And he's like, no, no, no. You only gave me 20. I'm like, absolutely. I, I didn't. And I knew exactly. And at this point, um, the, we were out front of our hotel and actually the hotel manager came up cause he could hear me yelling and the hotel manager just sort of pulled us in. Um, and then he, I don't know, he kind of yelled at the, the, the tuk tuk driver and I didn't get the money back, but but either way, what I should have done and what I, what I will do now is if I'm same thing if I'm paying in cash if it's like a tuk tuk or a rickshaw whatever it might be, saying out loud when you hand the note over to them saying this is fifty dollars or whatever the oh. currency is, just so you're both like yeah. acknowledging this is how much I've given you now I need this and then working out the change in your head and saying this is how much change you need to give me back so don't just hand it over. You know, again, they, they might think as a stupid tourist, you know, you don't you don't know what the currency is. You don't know how much it's worth. You don't know what you've given them. So I've 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But again, it, it was worth like, I mean, it wasn't $50. When I say $50, I was just using that as a, it was probably like yeah. $5 or something. Like, again, same thing. It's the principle though, right? Like, I, dear, I just, you just reminded me when you and I were in Egypt together and this was kind of, do you remember everywhere you went? Because a lot of their bills were hundreds. And yeah. everywhere you went, you oh, had to pay a hundred. Like if it was 60 or 70 or however much, you had to give a hundred. And yeah. every single place was like, oh, we don't have change. Yeah. Every single place. And they all expected you to be like, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But me yeah. and you were like, no, we need change. Like we would have like a little standoff. And eventually they had change. Like they'd always find it and give us the money, like the difference. But every single place just said, oh, we don't have it. And then I'll, I'll, I shouldn't laugh about this, but do you remember we kept buying water like at the bottom of our hostel from the people there? And then one day we, you got water and the little boy was like, oh, I don't have change. And he just went to walk away. <laughs> and you were like, nope. And you like shoved the water back at him and ripped the bill out of his hand. I 100% did. And he wasn't like some <laughs> like five-year-old kid. He was probably like 12 and he's learning how to, he's learning how to scam people. And so yeah, this kid was just that. like sorry, I don't have any change. And I was like, mm, I guess I'm not buying this water from you then. And I just literally like put the water back. I grabbed like exactly that. I grabbed the bill back out of his hand. And then he went, oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on. I, I've got change. I was like, yeah, I know you've got change. Give me that water and give me my change. So like, yeah. I'm yelling at this kid. And I think this was because I think this was like the last day we were there. And it was like Steph said, it was just constant everywhere you went. Yeah. They, they didn't have change and it was their way of like being like, oh, well, no change. I get to keep this money. And it's, it was just, it was so irritating. And so I think at that point it was hot and I just wanted a bottle of water. And I'm like, I'm not getting scammed by some fucking 12 year old, like standing on the side <laughs> of the street. And I was just at my wits end and I put that 12 year old little bastard in place. Anyways. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
so there's a few other ones though that I uh I've experienced. So have you have you heard of this one that I kind of sort of fell for, but then it backfired on the guy? The like I found a ring on the ground one. Have you heard of no. this one stuff? So no, this what's that is one? A, this one happened to me like maybe a few years ago. Like I had already lived in London for quite a quite a few years at the, this point. And I was walking down the street, not a busy street. Um, and it, I was kind of crossing and then this other guy was crossing and then he sort of bent over and picked up this ring on the ground and he like looked at me. He's like, Hey, is this yours? Did you drop this? I'm like, no. And he's like, Oh, weird. And it looked like a gold, like wedding band almost. And he's just like, Oh, well, it looks like it's like our lucky day. We've, or he's like, well, I found this ring and he's like, you know, do you want it? And I was kind of like, yeah, I'll take it. Sure, why not? So like, I grabbed the ring, um, uh. and he's and then he's like, "Oh well, maybe since I found this ring, maybe you can give me like five or four or something since I found it on the ground, and I'm giving it to you." And he's like, "Maybe it, it could realized. be." Yeah, it, well, no, well, I didn't even realize, but I was like, "I don't have any cash on me, so thanks for the ring." Anyways, and I wasn't like going to give him like, maybe this just shows how much of a dick I am sometimes. But I was like, yeah, sorry. You just given me this though. I was like a gift. And, <laughs> and so then the guy's like, shit, this really backfired. And I could see it in his eyes. He's like, I've given her the ring, but she doesn't have any money to give me. And then, so he's like, maybe I can just have the ring back then. And then that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, he just was trying to scam me. So I'm like, yeah, here, take your ring. <laughs> But then so I he could scam about... someone else with it. So I kind of fell for it, but then sort of backfired on the guy anyway. So yeah, I've gotten tons of street scams and I have a really hard time being rude or saying no, even when I know it's going to be something scammy. Yeah. Because um, I which always I, which I don't. to be polite. Like I always want to be polite. Yeah. And you know, once I'm in a place for a while and I get used to it, I'm not, like I said, in Egypt, but yeah. when I'm going somewhere for a week or two, I'm just, I don't want to be rude. So even some little things like so you know photos with people who are dressed up as characters you see them everywhere every big city you know you got to pay them for a photo i mean yeah it's not free guys if if you are getting photos with these people like all those little street performers wherever you go you cannot do this for free they're not they're not standing there in like yeah you know this get up you have to pay them it's it's rude not to give them money which is not a scam usually they're hot places no those aren't scams. That's just legit people working. You know, that's what they yeah. do to make a living. So I was in Rome and I was outside the Colosseum with a girlfriend and there was a whole bunch of guys dressed as gladiators. Yeah, I know. Which I've seen that. I've seen those a couple and times. They, yeah. they come and they, they like circle around you basically to see if you want a photo. So yeah. my girlfriend and I were like, oh, shit, why not? How much? And they said five pounds. So we thought, OK, you know what? Five pounds. Why not? Yeah. So we get this photo and then afterwards there were six of them and they're like okay five pounds each that's 30 pounds <laughs> so wait like, there were six six photos or six guys six guys dressed okay. up as gladiators and they oh, all got in the photo right? right so what they tried to tell us afterwards is it's five euro per, per. Did I say pounds earlier i meant euro it's a five five euro per person oh and they God. were just oh and each so they wanted 30 euro from me and 30 euro from her yeah that's scammy and that's definitely we scammy. were just like yeah and she because it was her camera that they took the photo with and she was like i'll just delete the photos and pulled it yeah. up and and then what were some other ones i mean just anywhere where if someone's giving you a flower they're not just giving you a flower because oh, they think yeah. you're beautiful or Girls bracelets fall for that's this one, one everywhere 
yeah. jewelry. As soon as you take it, they're like, give me money. Like, I've given you something. You have to give me money. Rule of thumb, guys, nothing is ever free. You come to London, you think, oh, the men just hand out flowers on the street. Of course they don't. They are preying on tourists. And yeah. again, the flower people, you know, there's there's men that walk around central London and they do hand out flowers. Like, again, I wouldn't always say it's a scam per se. Like, a lot of them are up front where they're like, I think at this point people know they have to pay for them. But, you know, the, the Coliseum guys, to say, oh, yeah, it's five euro. And then to say, oh, per... Yeah, gladiator at the end. That's a bit scammy. So just know up front. And anywhere where to like one guy, it was in Morocco. This guy, I'm walking through the shooks of Morocco and suddenly Mm. there's this guy and he's putting monkeys on me. Oh, (laughs) and I know like you see a lot of people and you can get into the whole animal abuse thing because it's just not good anywhere. I mean, it's just not good to do. But you see them in Dominican Republic and all these different places. And there it's like you Either the resort's paying the people to do it, or you know you're supposed to pay them. Like, it's not that scammy either. Yeah. But in Morocco, suddenly it was like, I just had these monkeys on me. And this guy was like, oh, take a photo. Take a photo of your friend. He's in the photo. I'm like, duh. Like, it was all so unexpected. So she took a photo. She thought this was hilarious. Yeah. And then, of course, same thing right after. Like, give me money. And she pretended to delete the photo. Yeah. I'm sorry. If anyone walked up to me and put a random monkey on my back, I don't like monkeys anyways, but I would lose my fucking (laughs) shit. If that guy came up to me, I would throw that monkey so far away. Andrea, it's not the monkey's fault. Get rid of the monkey. I don't like monkeys. I don't want them near me. I think they're disgusting. But yeah, but I had the, the snake one. The, I've got a picture with uh, the snake the, charmers, the, the cobra, but they didn't actually make me pay. I knew up front. Again, this isn't a scam. I feel like we're kind of veering off into just sort of street performers. But yeah, I was the guy's <laughs> like, come get a picture with the snake. And I said, look, dude, I don't have any money. I'm not paying. I'm not getting a photo. He's like, no, genuinely just come. It's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to pay us. And actually I, I have a photo. I think, I think this is when I went and all like the men there wanted to get photos with me. Cause I'm like really tall and blonde. So he's like, well, it's fine. Just come get in a photo with me and my cobra. Which is not a euphemism for it. <laughs> it really was. He probably just wanted a photo of the giant. I know. I think his friend took a photo. <laughs> like, I should have charged him for a photo. Anyways, going back to scams, though. Let's let's talk about uh, another yes. big one, which thankfully I've, I've never fallen for this because I've, I've, I've heard too many mm-hmm. horror stories about this. But when you guys are, uh, if you're traveling and you rent anything like motorbikes, um, CDs, oh, yeah. are they called CDs? CDs, whatever, you know, in the, in CDs, the water? CDs, yeah. Yeah, CDs. Um, a lot of times what, what these, uh, people will do that are renting them out to you. So you rent them out for an hour or two, bring them back and then you'll bring them back and they'll say, Oh, that's damaged. You owe us money for this. You owe us money for this. So if you're renting from, uh, any companies, do your research and like do good research ahead of time and see that they have reviews from people saying Mm. that, you know, it was, it would like that they didn't get scammed because there are a lot of those companies. Same thing when I was in Thailand, I know too many people that got done for with CDs and they had to pay like an extortionate amount of money when they brought them back. Cause they said, Oh no, this is this scratch, uh, here. And again, if you are renting, even if you are renting from a legit company, make sure you take lots of photos. That's what I was just going to say. Like Mm -hmm. anytime, even if it's enterprise rent a car, I take a photo of everything 
um, before I even drive it out of the parking lot. Yeah. There's so it's too documented many, and yeah. It's too easy to scam um, unsuspecting tourists that way. And oh, you broke this, you broke this, you owe us this. And they, they are very um, aggressive about it as well. So just be really careful, guys, when you're, when you're renting yeah. any, any of this kind of stuff. I think the last, my, I mean, my last, or my, my last example is mm-hmm. just general pickpocketing, which can be done via people yeah, scamming you. So you'll get people walking up to you and distracting you, talking to you about something. Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, someone's going into your pocket and take, but I, yeah. I actually had this in Barcelona a few years ago, not me, um, but uh, me and a couple friends went late at night, we're walking down by the bars. And so you know, we're out front of this busy bar and there's these guys there and they start chatting to us. And, you know, one of them is like speaking to my, it was my boyfriend at the time. And I don't know, they just looked like they were having a good time. And then he started showing him this dance. He's like, oh, like do this with your arms. And like, they were just like lifting their arms up in the air. And it was, I mean, I looked over, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Why is my boyfriend <laughs> dancing with this guy? But it was kind of funny. We're just like, yeah, like having a good time. And then next thing I know, I see his friend reach into my, my boyfriend's hoodie pocket and pull his Mm. iphone out and i saw this happen and i jumped over and i grabbed this spanish guy into a headlock and he was pretty small like i'm like i'm again i'm like a really tall girl and i put him in a headlock and i'm like and i said to my boyfriend like he's got your phone he just took it out of your pocket and then he put his hand in his pocket and went holy shit my phone's gone and his friend that he was just looking like, what do we do? This girl's got her in a headlock. Yeah. And I'm like, someone grab the phone. And no one did. And even at this point, there was bouncers at the bar. And they were saying, like, what's going on? Like, do you have his phone? Give him his phone. And then everything started getting really aggressive. And still to this point, I'm holding this man in a headlock. <laughs> and at no point did my boyfriend at the time or the bouncers or, like, anyone else we were with grab him. I'm like, can someone get the phone? So anyways, at this point, then his, the, his other friend came up and, like, elbowed me. Like elbow no. me in the boob, which I was like, God damn, that hurt. Uh, and then he like pulled his friend away and then they went booking it down some of the alleyways in, in Barcelona. And then, um, so they got the phone. They got the phone. Well, my, my boyfriend <gasps> at the time started, he started chasing them and they went off in this, like they were running, running, running. Yeah. And yeah, they, they got away. Going. They got away. Oh and then it was an somehow, idiot. I know I had that phone so fast, right? I had him in a headlock and then the worst part, it was somehow my fault. <laughs> like, I mean, you know how Ugh. you know how guys can get. I mean, he was kind of a dick, anyways. But yeah, he was just like, "Oh, you didn't do anything to help the situation." I'm like, "I had him in a fucking headlock. <laughs> what more did you want me to do? Your girlfriend Ugh. put a man in a headlock." So, anyways, so that's another one, guys. Just don't be too trustworthy of people. Don't dance well, with people <laughs> in Spain. And you hear these stories about everywhere people getting pickpocketed. So mm. I have this basically one travel sweater where the pockets are so deep. Mm. Like someone would have to basically be having their hand on my thigh to get to where things are right. in the pocket. Right. Um, and I always walk around with my hands in the pockets so mm-hmm. no one can unexpectedly kind of put their hands in. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend who in Spain was on the public transit system, mm. got off and apparently, or no, sorry, was on. The door is opened. A bunch of people got off. And when the door shut, a guy who had just got off turned around and lifted up the guy's phone and just laughed. And the train pulled away. He's like, this yep. guy literally showed me my phone and yep. the train was leaving and he was still on it. So that like, happens a I lot was like, in Barcelona. That is so 
bold. Like, yeah, not even that they got your phone, but then they want you to know. Yeah, it's um, I've been to Barcelona three times, and every time I've gone to Barcelona, someone I am with has been pickpocketed. So it happens on the trains. You got to be really careful on the trains there. One of like one of my favorite cities in the world, apart from you just have to be really careful, careful with your bags in Barcelona and and pickpocketing because it's a big problem there. But yeah, just don't ever and just don't fall for the the, the scams. Yeah, it's just being in busy places. If people come and they start chatting to you to try and distract you, um, that's when someone's probably so just if someone does speak to you and, you know, I'm not saying don't. You know, don't be friendly and don't talk to anyone that comes up to you. But if someone does approach you in a busy place while you're traveling, the first thing I do now is I will just kind of put my hands, like I'll secure my bag. Or if I do yeah. have stuff in my pockets, I put my hands in my pockets, just making sure like I've got everything secure. All right, now let's chat kind of thing. One other one that I thought I should mention too, and this didn't happen to me, but this actually happened to a guy I know. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, anywhere you go, there's also different scams, some targeted towards women, some targeted towards men. Obviously, many of the ones targeted towards men involve beautiful women. These men can become a little bit of a sucker when there's a beautiful woman around. Yeah. So it was in China. And this guy was getting so much attention. And he had this beautiful woman come up to him. And she just made normal small chat. And then she said, oh, you know, would you mind? I want to practice my English. And I've heard of this one Mm, in different countries. Yeah. Um. Do you mind? Can we just go for like a coffee or a tea and just chat so I can, yeah. you know, practice my English? And so many guys are like, oh, go for going to go for a drink with a beautiful woman. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go. But what happens is, is they're taking you to a coffee shop or whatever it may be right nearby that they're in on. Right. And then they'll bring you coffee and maybe some scones, like a couple little things that, you know, that, you that probably don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Coffee and like a croissant kind of thing. Yeah. And then when they bring you the bill. They yeah. charge you about $100 or like crazy amounts, depending on what they think they can scam you for. Right. And they do not let you leave until you've paid the bill and will and- be very threatening and intimidating that you have to pay that bill. And at that point, it's about your safety. Like it's more sense yeah. to pay the bill and learn the lesson. Yeah. Than it is to put yourself at risk. Yeah. So that woman is but, probably uh, making like a, a cut on that hundred. They'll, you know, they probably hire these girls and they're like, right, we'll give you like 20% for every guy you can. Oh, that's a, that's a smart one. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that could be, you could very easily fall for that. I'm trying to think of as a woman, what do I fall for that? If I'm an attractive, I don't know, because if someone no. that good, I don't trust people that good looking anyway. So if like a really hot guy came up to me, like super hot, I'd be like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Like, what do you want? You obviously want something. I'm horrible because I'm all, I'm one of those people who's really like, don't judge people by their looks. Don't judge people by their cover. Yeah. But then when I see a super attractive man, I'm like, oh, you're up to no good. Like, I just don't trust them. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Well, and especially... when they do talk to me, I'm looking around like, what are you? What's your Well, that's what here? I mean. If they're kind of, like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not an attractive, but I'm like, I'm probably average. <laughs> We're average, yeah. So guys, I think are, I don't want to say, I don't know. Guys are just maybe a bit more unaware. I was just going to say, how nice must it be to be in a guy's head and be like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. (laughs) This beautiful woman wants to speak to only me. I'm saying this, like me being single now, you know, some like super hot guy is probably going to walk up to me who's totally legit. I'll be like, what the, get out of here. Like, could be my future husband, but. 
Yeah, maybe I <laughs> need to be like, why am I single? I don't understand. Yeah, maybe I do this too often. <laughs> maybe there's Every guy, been actually... you're like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust you. <laughs> oh. oh, mystery solved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've covered a lot of uh, a lot of scams, and I'm sure there's probably yeah. so many more. Um, we haven't talked about and if anyone's listening if you've been scammed or you know of any other ones please share them with us Mm -hmm. because again this could be one where we get a part two there could be there's yeah we could talk about more easy all right well thanks everyone for listening as always don't get scammed all the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.